What's going on, travelers? This is your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. I tried to switch it up that time, so hopefully y'all liked it, but if not, don't fret. The usual will likely be coming back in a episode soon, so stay tuned. Coming to you live, as is kind of consistent, I, I take it. I tend to record when I'm on my way out, but I have been traveling all week this week. Got to spend some time down in uh, South Florida for work this week. Always a lovely time hanging out in Miami. Spent a little time in Wynwood. Got to go to some cool spots. So all in all, definitely a, uh, a good situation there. I'm actually unpacking and repacking as I will be going back to Chicago this upcoming weekend for what personally is to me the latest weekend of Summertime Shy. Now, I have heard from some of my compadres in the Chicagoland area who are still there that summer, not unlike other summers, has been a little tardy to come, which makes Summertime Shy just that much more impactful and Time is always of the essence. That's why, man, that's the it's the best and worst thing about Chicago, to be all honest. And I, I know people, you know, talk about the weather a lot and it's cold, but the cold really doesn't stop anything in the shy. But when it is warm, oh my goodness, there's usually like a couple unseasonably warm days in February and also in like October, November, and folk just go outside for no reason. Don't have any business being outside, no errands to run, no nothing. Just they just are literally taking what they're doing inside, their inside activity. And just transporting them outside so that you can fully take advantage of any opportunity to bask in the sun and in the warmth. So it's just something that makes it's it's a unique characteristic to to the shy. I think there are some similarities to where we'll be talking about today, which is New York. Uh, However, you know, that's just my experience has been primarily in Chicago. So that is to what I relate. Prior to moving to the state of Illinois, the coldest that I had ever felt was 10 degrees. So, you know, looking forward to it, but it's just it's just a really dope weekend. There is a dope party that never disappoints. Shout out to the ladies of Posh Entertainment. It was formerly at Club Paris, which I believe has been shut down or closed for renovation or whatever. It, long story short, it's not going to be there this year. So, but they have moved it, but the venue is, venue aside, it is just always like a very dope time, and that will be Saturday and then on Sunday there is black scene so scene is on the is on Lake Michigan a lot of boats pull up in the playpen and it's really just a lovely shirt off time you know what I'm saying and we are in the midst of well I guess since moving south every day is no shirt season here however for the broader United States we are in the thick of no shirt season which is you know my favorite season just before no sock season which Again, it's very consistent these days. Actually, let me take that back. I think it's no shirt season, sundress season, no sock season. Either way, all of the seasons, we are in the midst of them right now, and there will be a healthy dose of all three in the Windy City this weekend. So looking forward to that. I am actually 
trying to get this in before I slide to the airport. I actually had to look up TSA pre-check. So I have, I, you know, I'm a big advocate of global entry. I think that for the value that you get with a hundred bucks, I think it may be 125 now. You just, you can't beat it. Like, and it, it cuts down on your the amount of time that you have to be in the airport prior to your flight. Also, the stress that comes in to going into the airport. I mean, I have been totally spoiled at this point where I go in the in the gym pop line and I don't know how to act. Like, I'm just, I, I, it messes up my timeline. I don't remember what you have to take out of your bag. Can I keep my shoes on? Did my, did my belt have to come off? Or what do I have to do? Like, I have no idea outside of when I got molested in Dulles. But outside of that, like, I just try to stay in my in my lane no pun intended well maybe a little bit but one way that i have gotten got with tsa pre-check and cutting it close is when the pre-check lines close so this was something that of which i was unaware initially obviously since i did not plan for it but i remember showing up and being in a rush being in a hurry to get to my gate and the line was just roped off and so it was just it's just something to keep in mind and it's happened a couple times but it wasn't as much of a surprise as that first time that it happened and i was i was honestly not as nearly pissed off as, <laughs> as i was that first time because i was just i was just overall just tight you know cuz uh, you know you got somewhere to be and this throws a wrench in it however now whenever there are whenever i'm timing things out and it is you know and times vary for when it when it closed some are open until like you know, seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock, uh, and then some close within there. So it's just something to keep. And it's a lot of times it's based off of traffic as well. So I think they can cut people and probably save costs at a higher airport level. But that is just something to keep in in mind when you are, if you are in a rush and you are going to the airport, it would behoove you if you do have. It would behoove you to get global entry as a whole, but it would also behoove you to check out. It was a lot of behooves, but it would also it would also benefit you to check out when what the hours of operation are for the TSA pre-check line, so you don't find yourself in an unfortunate situation. Drop a message on that. That's it. Thank you. This week was the celebration of the running of the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain, and this is honestly something that was on my bucket list for a long time. I just I, and it, it still is, but I think my desire to do it has diminished year on year. But this always just is just like super super dope. Like everybody's decked out in crimson and cream, which obviously appeals to the noobs. But uh, up on that, it's just like it just seems like feels like a really dope, slightly dangerous <laughs> experience, you know. But this year it was it was it was awesome. We featured a couple of the pictures. Uh, shout out to all the people who, who tagged us in their running of the bulls pictures. We featured a couple on the travel guides. IG this week and it just looked like an awesome celebration. I was looking through the stories and it just it just reignited my desire to go. Also, something that was making headlines and you know, we want to sprinkle in a little bit of a little bit of this travel news in here is that Josh Norman was actually there the Red, the Redskins cornerback. I'm actually sure, not sure if he's still with the Redskins or not, but Josh Norman was over there, NFL player, and he made headlines because he actually hurdled a bull while he was <laughs> while he was in in the ring. And it, it actually looks pretty dope if you all look at it. If, when I get to my computer again, I will throw the link in the in the show notes. But it was just it just looked really dope. However, there were six other people that were not as fortunate. <laughs> and that's that's a big light of you know people who are. Who were injured, but you got to take it with a grain of salt because I mean you are you are playing with these animals that are that are probably 
hella confused and put in a situation of defense where people are messing with him. And if you can't, if you you better get your agility up, you better get your quickness on ninety nine. Where the where all the I think Madden dropping soon. Um, but yeah, you got to get your awareness up. You got to have make make sure you are in peak condition or you are you have been training for this moment because there was one guy who got gored. And five other people were injured because people are rolling, people are moving. So if you can't keep up with the with the masses and you get trampled, that's on you. If you <laughs> if you messing with a bull and you you mess with the bull and you get the horns, that's on you as well. So I I just feel like that's kind of the that's where I think my my daredevil has kind of chilled out a little bit where I don't need to because if I you know I mean hell when I first heard about it I would have been all over it. I would have been trying to hurdle the bulls and trying to do all all the things, try to be you know shaking them up in the middle of the of the bull ring, but I just that's just really not my ministry right now. So, you know, I'm going to leave that. I will probably go. However, I don't think that I will be trying to uh, do the tango with any of these bulls. But shout out to all the people who did. Our topic today, as previewed, is a much safer place, relatively speaking, but New York City. So as many of you know, I went to the the Vuv Clico, Vuv Clico Classic up there last month and it was just really it was a it was a good time it didn't disappoint it was however a lot different this was my uh been la this was my second time going last year was my first time going and went to la had a really great time was out shout out to, to the boy d brown and lindell um was able to link up with with some of the homies out there and we mobbed in there. It was, just, it was just, it was a, it was a dope experience. I think a lot of things are better the first time that you go to them. But I, but New York is kind of where it's where I heard about it first, and it's kind of like the 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 mecca or the genesis of where the where the Clico Polo Classic started. So. I wanted to experience NYC, and actually, the only reason why I ended up in LA last year was because I missed out on the tickets for New York. Now, when I went, it was just it was it was different. It was honestly like there was just a lot more, quite frankly, a lot more diversity, and like the music was different. The uh, it was like it was more more hip hop R and B written. It was like you know immediately my head started bobbing as soon as I got through security. Whereas I'd say. LA is it was very much more general population where they where they were trying to cater to a lot of different audiences and let me not even use politically correct buzzwords there was a lot of black folks there and <laughs> and it was a beautiful thing to be all the way honest you had all these all these brothers and sisters dressed to the nines looking good taking all the photo ops and just enjoying some you know some polo some champagne and just some atmosphere you know man it wasn't it wasn't dominated by black folks I would say but because there was there was a mix but we were just the majority and this was just it it caught me off guard because that was just the total flip of last year where it was more so we were included but we were not the majority so I don't know all in all I enjoyed myself a lot I do think that however as I have experienced both LA and New York this might be my last time domestically they do have them elsewhere within the world no flex that I would be more interested in attending understanding that i've had both of these experiences thus far so and i think you know this is a little different because you know y'all know i love the kentucky derby but that's because i have a i grew up in louisville and went to school there so it's a little bit of a homecoming well a lot of bit of a homecoming so it has emotional context for me so that's why i think it's, it's more i'm i'm much more interested and invested in going in a on a on a rinse and repeat basis 
as opposed to the Clico classics, which are wildly, I saw a lot of people who I did know, <laughs> and you know, got some, got was able to link up with some with some IG friends and just and was recognized a little bit, which was kind of cool. And overall, it was just a really fun time. It was just a good experience. There was one instance specifically that I do want to shout out at May's Kitchen NYC. Y'all go ahead and give her a follow. She's got a, a dope foodie dedicated page on IG and she I was waiting in line for a quick story I was waiting in line to buy some champagne and I heard somebody say yo GQ50 I turned around I was like uh yes she (laughs) and she was just like introduced herself which y'all know I love so if I because the same way if I see some of y'all out and I only know you through my phone I'm absolutely pulling up on you and about to introduce myself and try to like you know make the in-person connection but she just introduced herself and said and I had asked last month when I before I went up there for like food suggestions because I always like to I feel like New York is one of those spots that I haven't really done and I do it in increments every time I go up like I do a little bit more like I, I spent all my time in Manhattan initially I thought I had done New York and then I was introduced to Brooklyn and then I was introduced to Harlem and then it's just like bit by bit like I'm I'm figuring out I'm doing New York so that I'll have like a a cohesive understanding of what's going on and that'll be I'll talk about that here in a little bit also but see I had asked the interwebs to hit me off with like good food suggestions that I, where I should I should check it out and and um, and go and she graciously sent me a laundry list of places throughout boroughs throughout all parts of New York and Brooklyn and Queens and Harlem Manhattan what have you just the whole night even I think it was one or two in Jersey and it was just it was it was very comprehensive but to that point I had not had a chance to read the list read the see the see the message and that's more so just an indictment on me because i'm a i'm a last minute kind of dude and i i look for resources when i need them and i <laughs> i quite frankly was not hungry but so she we had a little exchange she kind of played me out a little bit i was like i swear i didn't i didn't you know try to not read the message but after we chatted for a little bit we had a good laugh about it and we're able to have a drink and kick it and enjoy enjoy the atmosphere so and i did take her up on a couple of the uh of her suggestions as well specifically imani in brooklyn but because the list was so dope, I do want to share some of them with you for anybody who will be visiting the New York area here soon. I've already shared the list a couple times with, with folks who have asked me for suggestions. And, you know, this is why I love, really, I just want the travel guys to serve as, like, resources for everybody. I know I've mentioned that before, but I'm happy to pass along information if it's useful. I don't know all the things. I haven't been all the places. So if when y'all are able to facilitate, y'all put me on game. Y'all y'all. Y'all are enriching my knowledge base for for travel. So for Brooklyn, as I mentioned, Imani, you got Viva Toro, Morgan's Brooklyn Barbecue, the Islands, Bogota Latin Bistro, and Woodland. So that's a lit brunch. For Queens, you got Blend on the Water. For Harlem, you've got Fumo Pizza Bar, Angel of Harlem, Ricardo Steakhouse, and the one in New Jersey was Liberty House. I knew there was there was one in there. So all of these are like just very dope suggestions, and I would recommend you give her give her a follow. I'll add her handle in the show notes so that the Travel Guys community can help one another, you know, and we can connect people, you know, one by one. So 
It's a beautiful thing. One place specifically that I wanted to to shout out and wanted to make sure that y'all knew about was Clinton Street Baking Company. Shout out to to Nina. Nina put me on this and sent that because she's like she's a, a foodie extraordinaire in her own right. And she impressed. She was like, "You got to go here. This place is awesome." Whatever. So I linked up with one time for Chloe. Shout out to Chloe. Um, I linked up with my homegirl Chloe up there, and we went to Clinton Street Bakery for brunch. Now. Not making a reservation. I don't really do reservations like that. I feel like they're a little bit superfluous. But at popular places and, you know, people, you need them. (laughs) And so we pulled up and there was a line. I think it was like an hour, hour and a half wait. And I was just like, this is crazy. I was like, how in the world? I can't can't wait that long. So after casing the place and, like, figuring out the nooks and crannies, like, you can't sit at the bar because the bar is – is on the wait list as well, which is usually like the number one hack when you go in somewhere and they tell you, you got to wait. It's like, psych, I'm good with a, you know, with sitting at the bar. Um, but now they, they hit me with the, with the stiff arm on that one. So then they actually have, it's a two, I call it like a two part restaurant where it's, they've got two spaces next door to one another. So I walked around to the other space and asked that, that, the, the weight that was over in the, in the, in the former room still applied in the second in the second area so i was a little tight about that we waited around and we we're low-key just about to get something to go and find a park to eat in or some or pull up on a bench or a curb or something but we knew we were we wanted the, the food because the food is really good or we had been told that it was really good and i would later find out that that would that, that would prove to be true so contrary to our previous experience there the there was no line to order for carryout. So just as we're about to, in my most, I must finesse and not settling for what they're going to give me self, went up and asked like three different people trying to like finesse a table and trying to see if people were leaving their table, if a waitress would would hook us up, something that we could could make happen. And there ended up being a way in, which there usually is. You just got to try and ask enough because, hey, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. You believe, they believe. Approach with confidence. Ask respectfully. People will hook you up That's every it. now and again. So, long story short, somebody was late for the reservation, and I made friends with a waitress real quick, and she was basically like, if they're not here in five more minutes, y'all can sit down. Y'all can have the seat. We were like, excellent. She had been watching us pace for like 10 minutes prior, so I think she there was a little bit of pity involved in there. But, hey, I'll take it. Win is a win. So, <laughs> they didn't show up. We sat down, and the food was Excellent. I mean, it was great. It was great. So I I can't remember what Chloe got, but I do very vividly remember what I did. And I think it's in one of the highlights on my IG page in the New York highlight. But we I got a scrambler, an egg white scrambler. It was popping and it comes with like a big biscuit. And y'all know that I'm. I think I got some grits as well, and y'all know I'm too entree sharp. So I then got the banana pancakes as well that had this caramel sauce and it had walnuts on there. I mean, it was just oh, it was it was beautiful, and it almost made me quit. You know, yeah, I finished my food. I finished my food. I do not believe in wasting food. There are starving children in America, and I, you know, I'm not I'm not taking my food for granted. So it was excellent. It was, I highly highly recommend um, going to Clinton Street baking company i would try to at least call ahead a time and get a feel for the for the rush because honestly we lucked up and i could i would not depend on that every single time but it did work out this time we did get to enjoy some excellent food 
and I highly recommend that y'all go. So thank y'all for the for the recommendations. I know I, I didn't mention everybody who who DM me, but they were read and they were appreciated. So thank you so much. I couldn't visit all of the restaurants, but we'll be going back up there soon. So it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. New York always, always fun, always take care of me. So in the spirit of, as I mentioned before, discovering New York and getting a holistic understanding of, of New York and everything that it has to offer as a major metro area in these United States of America, I realized that I had never visited the Statue of Liberty. Now, I've seen the Statue of Liberty, and it really begged the question, like, when, when do you count it? You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when do you count having seen the statue? Do you have to physically go up in it? Do you have to touch it? Or is it being in proximity to it? Or can you see it from an airplane? Can you see it from the from from the park across the across the Hudson? Like what I actually don't even know if that is the <laughs> But I think it is. Y'all get what I'm saying though. The what I'm saying is when do you count having seen it? I, I I've always in my mind likened it. I don't know if it's because the French gave us the Statue of Liberty or what, but I have always likened the Eiffel tower to the Statue of Liberty and in kind of the same way that I was super late on Mexico and Canada (laughs) which are a lot of people's first countries those were well into like the 20s for me I I would say yeah like they're well in the 20s for me you know I've seen the Eiffel no flex like I have a dozen times and I haven't seen the Statue of Liberty like truly to the point where I would consider it now as you know, the scenario, what happened, like, it was mad expensive, and it is a definite time commitment to get across the Hudson, we'll call it, and over to the Statue of Liberty to, like, visit and go up in it and do the whole, do the whole nine. You can go up in the crown, I believe, but, and I was not willing to invest that much, (laughs) that much time. However, there was a strong, like, two-hour ferry that (laughs) took you up to it, around it a couple times, and then came back while giving you kind of the history of the Statue of Liberty, which was which was dope. And that was sufficient for me. And also because it was only, I believe it was like 40 bucks. So that was that was beautiful. And it was one of the, like, the guy. it was funny because in keeping with the, the Eiffel Tower situation, like, you know, when you go to, like, the, the Eiffel and the, and the Colosseum in Rome and all these other tourists, these main attractions, you've got the tour guides that are hustling around and they're trying to like, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen, do you need a tour guide? Do you need a tour guide? And that's how I found out about this tour and I was avoiding him. I was like not, I was not giving him any play on on this as well at all. And I was just like, yo, leave me alone. I'm not interested. I was lying like, yo, I already know where I'm going. Like <laughs> like all the loose rap that you give the the folks overseas when they're like trying to press you into, into a situation. But then after doing like a little on-site research and some prior to to going just understanding that that was kind of the best deal for the taste of the day because it didn't want to kill the rest of the day you know it's it is magnificent for those of you I, I realize I'm probably preachers of choir because a lot of people have, have seen it but it, it is it is a magnificent sight I understand why it holds the significance that it does uh, and it's worth it's worth a look. It's worth a look if you if you go if you consider how close you've gotten to it as not seeing it yet. For for context, the previous day at the Clico Classic, you could very clearly see it. Like you guys can can look at at the pictures that were taken there, and you can clearly see Lady Liberty in the background, you know, being majestic, her majestic self. However, I, that just didn't count for me. 
and it's it's highly subjective. But that just that just did not count for me. I was like, yo, I gotta I gotta get closer. Like I gotta I gotta see it. I need to I need to feel like I have seen her. And for me, that did it. I don't need to I don't need to go in it or or anything like that. But it was it was definitely a a, a dope situation, and I was I was happy that happy to to make it happen. One place that I did not get to that has been blowing up my timeline and yeah I was I was actually a little tight about it because it was it I would have been earlier on in seeing it was the vessel so the vessel is this this beautiful structure is the architectural structure and I believe it's mostly for art purposes for artistic purposes but you can go in it in the structure climb it people are taking pictures in front of it inside it but it's just this beautiful like it looks to be like a copper or brass building and it's it's amazing it just like is a is a beautiful structure and i really wanted to go see that just because it looked intriguing and i just ran out of time to be quite quite honest that's what i get for only going up there for a weekend but all in all new york does not owe me anything we got to go see i got to finally see the the fearless girl and the the bull from hitch uh, and apparently people pose with their heads up the bull's hindquarters. So, you know, it, it, I guess a little, I don't know, blame it on Janae Aiko and her calling out the groceries, I guess. But it was it was just an interesting situation. Like, I was, I, I, was, I was like, well, I'm not doing that. But it's good to see it. I was good. It was good to put a reference with Hitch. Hitch, one of my favorite movies. And I also identify with Hitch with my nut allergy. So, you know, all is well. But hopefully this will help give some perspective. I know there are a lot of people who are curious about Clico and how, how that whole experience was. Now you have two different perspectives. You can go back and listen to the LA episode and you can, and you obviously have this New York episode to compare and contrast them with. I think that it is worthwhile going. It is, is a really fun event and you can go if you like champagne or if you don't, cause I mean, honestly, you could probably finesse a couple bottles in there outside of, outside of what they're, what they're providing. Oh, I did forget about that. So y'all know I love, like, I'm Timmy Two Flasks. I, I stay with a flask everywhere. But for this, I was like, you know, I don't want to mix. I just want to be, I just want to drink champagne. And one time, oh, so my homie Devin, he actually put me on game on this. Because the, the mixing of the liquor is something that is a, is an urban myth that has been passed down generation to generation. He broke it down to me that it's not necessarily bad to switch between light and dark liquors, different types of alcoholic beverages. It's more so about the sugar content in each, and the sugar is what actually messes you up. So all those mixed drinks and whatnot, that's neither here nor there. Just a little nugget for you. However, however, I wanted to stay with champagne for the for the day. But when I got in there, and I, and there were people who were able to like take shooters and take flasks and everything like that. Uh, one trip, one trick on the on the uh, flask because I have my my favorite flask. It says bottoms up, upside down on the bottom of it. And I stopped taking that out because it almost got confiscated one time when I walked in somewhere. And so instead, I opt for a half pint of Makers because you can obviously like put it wherever and functionally it has the same or it works very similar to a traditional flask. However, because it's not metal and it's just glass, it won't go off any metal detectors and it's easy to like maneuver around. And if you do get caught and they make you throw it out, you're not going to be tight over because it's eight bucks and you can go get another one. So just like, you know, flask tip for you. But <laughs> one key difference between the Vuv Clicquot 
classic in New York versus LA is New York limits how many bottles you can buy. You could only buy two bottles and one glass. You, I would implore you to spend it on to to buy the the rose riche because you get a a glass as well to take back but that was just it it, it caused me stress i was stressed out and you're granted literal champagne problems but i <laughs> i was i was a little tight about that when i came in because i was like we got there early and i was like i gotta go the whole day and i just have like these like and I misspoke. It was one bottle of champagne and two glasses. So it was like one bottle for the for the whole for the whole time that you're there. It's like what what was the point of like why wouldn't they be trying to sell you as much as they can? But it seems that there is a some type of legal restriction that permitted them to only allow one bottle and two glasses per person. So I would say if you are going to New York, definitely be cognizant of that because there was I did not pregame. I was dry as a bone before I walked in there, and I immediately regretted it because normally I would have had a couple flats. I would have had that half pint of Makers on me. I probably would have had a few shooters on me as well. So I just regretted not, not taking the proper precaution. But, you know, I'm letting you know so you can avoid it. You can live your best life. You can make sure that you are that you have the proper supplies for your happiness throughout the day. But that'll do it for this episode of the Travel Guides. As always, if you have not subscribed, please, please do so. You can do you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Additionally, please tell a friend. Word of mouth is so very powerful. And so if you have a friend who is looking at at booking a ticket to one of the destinations that we featured, please send them the link when they are looking for resources. This just helps to spread the word and also partners with when you all rate and review the show, which is the next ask of you. It helps us. It helps our, our visibility and helps us to be found by more people when they when they need us. As always, please follow at the Travel Guides on Instagram at GQ50 at Y-E-S-S-U-R-O-7. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.